Years ago, in Illinois, a young man with six months education to his credit ran for an office in the legislature when he was 21 years old and was beaten. Next, he entered business with a partner, but that failed too, and he spent the next 17 years trying to pay off the debts of his worthless partner. He then fell in love with a charming lady, and they became engaged. But she died. He then had a nervous breakdown. He then tried to run for post of speaker at the age of 29, and then elector at 31, and for a seat in Congress at 34. Each time, he was defeated. He then tried to obtain an appointment to the U.S. Land Office, but did not succeed. He became a candidate for the vice presidency and lost. He ran for office once more and was elected to Congress, and then became the 16th president of the United States in 1860 when he was 51 years old. That man was Abraham Lincoln. It took Winston Churchill three years to get through the eighth grade because he couldn't pass English. Ironically, he was asked many years later to give the commencement address at Oxford University, and this famous speech consisted of only three words. Never give up. The theme of our readings today is persistence. And we see that in the second reading because St. Paul is teaching his protege, Timothy, and he says, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed. Be persistent, whether the time is favorable or unfavorable. He did that because Timothy was going to be a bishop in the early church, and he would face severe persecution. In fact, he was jailed through his ministry, and later martyred because he opposed a pagan rite of worship to the goddess Diana. Nevertheless, through his whole ministry, he persevered, remained faithful to the Lord, and succeeded. Now, the question is, how did he succeed throughout that ministry? It's because of what Paul taught him, be persistent. And he would have heard the words of Jesus, and certainly read them in the Gospel, where Jesus told that parable about the persistent widow, and how the need to pray gained her victory. And that's what gained him victory. He continued to pray right to the end. He also took the advice of St. Paul who said, read the scriptures because they are inspired to train a person and equip and strengthen that person for every good work. And he certainly did that. These two remedies, persistent prayer and scripture reading that were available to Timothy, are available to us today. And we're called to be persistent. Even though the times may not be favorable, that brings us to that first reading. Because it's not just up to us individually to persist in prayer. I mean, we can try. But it really does help if we are in community. And we see the example in today's first reading. Because Israel is facing a real struggle. They're trying to get out of slavery to the Promised Land. They've met this 
opposition. They're probably outnumbered. What does Moses do? He's the leader. He goes up a hill, holds his arms out in a posture of prayer. And as he's doing that, so long as he does that, Israel is gaining the victory. But he, as soon as he gets tired and his arms start to fall, the enemy gains the victory. So what does he do? Calls upon his friends. Her and Aaron come, standing on each side, and they hold up his arms until the evening. And so long as he's in that position of prayer, Israel gains the victory. Now that is a lesson for us today because it's difficult to be persistent in prayer as Jesus is encouraging us in that gospel when we do it alone. I mean, we can do it alone. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's much easier when we're together, which is why we're here tonight and why community is so very important. A parish like this thrives when the pews are full because we're encouraged. And when we come to Mass, we're coming to encourage one another and pray with one another and lift each other up so that even though we face our own individual battles, and we do, and the times may be unfavorable in our lives or in the culture or in the church, yet we will succeed. That brings me to another point in that first reading. The church fathers saw this very clearly. They read the first reading, and they said, okay, we have Moses with his arms stretched out, a person on either side of him. He's climbed a hill to do that, and he's praying for victory. That sounds a lot like Christ. Because Christ climbed Mount Calvary. He stretched out his arms on the cross. He had a person on either side of him, the two thieves, and he prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Praying for his enemies. And what the church fathers said is that he's still praying today with Jesus. And in fact, the scriptures bear that out. The book of Hebrews says that. Jesus always lives now in heaven with his glorified body, wounds and all, and he prays for us. So we're never alone. And that's important to remember because we can get discouraged when our prayers are not answered how we want and as soon as we want. And yet, we're called to persist. Now, let's go to the gospel because that's where the climax is. Jesus tells that parable, and the ending is the clincher, that famous last line. It's the form of a question. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Notice the question is left unanswered. And that's because we're called to give the answer. And that question is still valid whether it's the general judgment at the end of time or our particular judgment when we pass away, that question will be posed to us. Has Jesus found faith in us? And because we're here together and we're lifting each other up, we're praying for each other, the saints in heaven, St. Timothy and St. Paul and Jesus, are all in this together and we're praying for each other. And that that is how we succeed. Never 
give up. Whether you're Abraham Lincoln, who would not take failure as the final answer, or Winston Churchill, or you and I, the question is, when Jesus returns, will he find faith? So let us continue to lift each other up, make sure that we're in this together, and we're praying for each other, and we're encouraging each other, and not gossiping and backbiting and all the rest, but rather living as Christ. Because at this Mass, again, it's Christ who is here with us. It's Christ we heard through the Gospel. And it's Christ we will receive. So let us rejoice tonight and never, ever give up praying or reading the Scriptures.